You're listening to The Message from the Hillsborough United Methodist Church, our weekly sermon broadcast available for working around the home, your commute, or wherever God calls you to listen. You have probably been told, and you have probably told other people, be careful what you ask for, because you might get it, and it may not be what you're expecting. We had a conversation in my household just a couple of weeks ago about being careful about praying for patience, for instance, because God is not going to just magically give you patience. God might teach you patience by bringing people or circumstances into your life that require patience. So be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you pray for. Because sometimes what we think is good news might turn out to be, well, not the news we had expected. Most of us would love to think that God calls us. It's language we use all the time in the church. And there's good news when God calls, and sometimes there's bad news when God calls, and there's good news when God calls. Jonah is one of my favorite books in the whole Bible. It is just a riot. It is a funny, bizarre, beautiful satire of an attitude that was prevalent among some religious leaders in the kingdom of Israel. It was a story that sort of was a parody of a traditional story of the prophets. Now, you know, in the whole of the Old Testament, there are lots and lots of prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah and Amos and Habakkuk and all those. You probably didn't know Habakkuk because nobody knows Habakkuk, but you know what I mean. There's all those books where God calls someone to go and speak truth to a culture and to the leaders in power to say, this is not what God desires. And if you continue this way, there are problems ahead. Jonah is put in with those books of the prophets, but is actually a sort of parody of the prophets in a sense, because Jonah does almost the opposite of everything the prophets do. When prophets are called, they sometimes engage in a conversation with God and say, really, not me, somebody else. But they end up going and doing what God has called them to do. Jonah, as soon as God calls, doesn't argue. He just reacts immediately by leaving. He goes the other direction. He's trying to get out of there because he doesn't want to do what God has called him to do. And then you know the story because we tell it to our kids. We've heard it for most of our lives. Big storm. The ship is going to sink. They throw Jonah overboard. Big fish. Three days. And then on the beach. And God says, and this is where our story picked up today. Go to Nineveh. Tell them that I've had enough. So that they may know what is coming. Jonah goes in, he preaches the world's worst sermon, but everybody hears the entire city repents. 
and God relents of what he had promised was coming. This is entirely opposite how it normally happens for the prophets. The prophets are not sent to other people. They're sent to the people of Israel. Jonah is sent to foreigners. And when the prophets show up and say, this is what God has to say, nobody listens. Nobody believes them. Certainly not the people in power. But in Jonah's case, everybody heard from the king on down. So Jonah's this great, fun, amazing book because it parodies and, and challenges us when we are so sure of our own sense of righteousness. The writer of Jonah holds up the Ninevites, the wicked, no good, rotten, filthy, dirty, stupid Ninevites as an example of faithfulness. It was intentionally a very pointed commentary on the Israelites who were so sure of their own righteousness as the children of God. I love the book of Jonah. It is not a good example of what it is to be called. Look, it happens. Sometimes that people are called to the big, challenging, powerful thing, to be prophets, to do the upfront hard thing that everyone sees. It is absolutely true that God sometimes calls, but most of us are not called to go to Nineveh. Most of us are not called to do the big giant thing. And unfortunately, for too often in the life of the church, we have talked about God's call primarily in the terms of those big things or in terms of being called to ministry, ordained professional ministry. And if God only calls people to go to Nineveh and or to be pastors, God's really missing an opportunity here. And I don't think God is missing many opportunities. The story from Mark's gospel is maybe a better picture of what it means to be called. There are the soon-to-be disciples going about their work as fishermen. And Jesus walks past and says, hey, come on. And they go, okay. They don't know what they're signing up for. Jesus does say to some of them, look, I will make you fishers of men. But what does that mean? It's a phrase that we use so often. We hear it so often. And now we look back on it and we probably imagine that it means I will make you to be the people who gather in God's people. And in fact, there is, believe it or not, I found this out for the first time uh, this week in studying this passage with some friends. There is actually in the Old Testament another time where God uses that imagery of being a fisher for people. In Jeremiah, another one of those prophets, God talks about gathering the people again from exile and sending, sending out fishers who will gather them in like fishermen gather fish in nets. He also says, I'll send out hunters to gather them in. So uh, pick your metaphor, but I don't think the disciples knew when they said yes, what it meant to be a fisher of people. They just knew they wanted to say yes. 
And that's good news. They had something within them that compelled them to answer Jesus' invitation to this adventurous new life, whatever it might be. But they have to leave behind some things. They have to leave behind their nets, their life. They have to be willing to let that stuff go so that they can pursue the thing God is calling them to. And as a kid, I'd always imagined poor old Zebedee in the boat. <laughs> and there go James and John, and he's just like, guys? Guys? Hey, guys? Just left. Left poor old dad in the boat. And it's true, they immediately respond and leave behind that old way of life. It is not true that they never saw their parents or their families again. It's not even true that they never got to go fishing again. It is true that they had to be willing to let go of some things in that moment so they could answer the call. And so often the call in our lives that God has for us is not about the big giant thing. It's not to go to Nineveh. It is to respond faithfully in small ways in each moment. The good news is that God calls. The bad news is we're going to have to do some things differently. Let go of some things that are familiar and comfortable. Let go of the things that you already know and enter into things that you may not yet understand or know. And that can be scary and hard. So the good news is God calls. The bad news is God calls. <laughs> the good news is that God goes with us. I remember growing up going to, to youth group and occasionally we'd go to these sort of youth retreats. And they would always have someone because it was the South and the Bible Belt and Texas. Uh, it was always very, you know, very spiritual. And somebody almost always there would be some speaker who would stand up and say, if God calls you to go to a new place, will you do it? If God, if you were going to lose your job by professing your faith in Jesus, would you be willing to stand up? And they always framed those moments as this do or die kind of thing. These big once in a lifetime kind of yeses that we have to say to God. But I think the call that God places on our lives is very seldom this giant thing. It is more often the day to day, moment to moment of saying yes to God's work in and through us. God calls us to be agents of justice and peacemaking in this world. God calls us to bear God's complete and entire love for humanity to this world. God calls us to be gracious and merciful and kind in this world. And it doesn't happen in giant moments. It happens in small everyday ways. You are called. Each and every one of you. The oldest and the youngest, the most saintly 
and the sketchiest? I don't know what the opposite of saintly would be. The most powerful and the least powerful. God calls you. Every moment and every day. And that's good news. It's also hard news. Because God so often calls us out of the things that we're familiar with, the things that we're comfortable with, the things that we know well. God calls people and God calls groups of people. Over these last few years, we, brothers and sisters, have heard God calling us to grow into a church that is a new kind of expression of faith. That is una congregación, one congregation, con un corazón, with one heart, con dos lenguas, with two languages, dos idiomas. That's good news. And it's hard news that God never calls us to just stay as we are, comfortable and safe and secure. When God calls those disciples at the Sea of Galilee, he doesn't say to them, hey, come on along, nothing's going to change. He invites them into a discipleship, a steady, persistent living of life in the same direction. God's call to us is not for the big, grand things, but it is the day-to-day, moment-to-moment, living out of God's call to be gracious and loving and peacemaking and justice-building. There will be big moments along our way as a congregation as we merge to become formally one congregation. But most of the work is going to happen in a moment to moment and day to day. Reaching out across boundaries that sometimes separate us from one another, learning some new languages, learning some new cultural customs and practices. Those are the things from one day to the next that are going to help us to build this new thing that God has called us to build. There will be big moments along the way for sure. But there, the reality is that God's call is for us to live from moment to moment, day to day, as agents of God's love in this world. It is good news. Which can sometimes feel like bad news. But which is always ends in good news because we do not go alone. As Jesus walked along the lake shore at the Sea of Galilee, he didn't say, you guys, go down that way and go deal with whatever's down there. He says, come on along with me. That call in our lives is to come and join the work that Jesus is doing in the world. Feeding hungry people, binding up the brokenhearted, caring for those who have been left out and left behind, working and speaking for justice and peace in our world. We do not go alone. God is calling, brothers and sisters, each and every one of us. And that, my friends, is the good news. Thanks be to God.
Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m. on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroughumc.org. Thank you.